0: Welcome to Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. Your host is Michelle Beck. Our show is here to help breast cancer patients, survivors, thrivers, their friends and family by providing resources, support and inspiration they can use right now. Here is your host, Michelle Beck.
1: Hello and welcome to Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. I am Michelle Beck. I'm a two-time 10-year survivor of breast cancer. I'm the patient programs assistant at Breast Friends in Oregon. And when I have time, which is not very often, you can find me on social media at I never liked pink. So today we are talking about something that is not necessarily cancer related, but really health and healing related from so many aspects. We're going to talk with Andrea Kreiner. She's a certified nature and forest therapy guide. And she has had a lifelong connection to the earth and the natural world. And she came to become a certified forest trainer after a 30 year career in climate change and sustainability. And of course, this is perfect because we live in Oregon, which Pacific Northwest is uh, really a hot spot for all of that. And she's did that by working with governments and businesses around the world. And now she is blending her facilitation, strategic planning, and team building skills with her joy in sharing the forest with participants on her walks. And I met her through Breast Friends, which is where I meet so many wonderful people. And she was supporting us at a community event. And I was like, oh my gosh, I've heard about forest bathing, but I've never really done it. I need to get more into the outside. And so Andrea is going to talk to us about that today and how she kind of got into nature. She was first inspired on the coast in Maine, on the other side of the country, when she was 11. And she wrote a lot of poems in partnership with trees. And I'm, I'm really curious about that. So we're going to talk about that. And on any given day, you can find her walking her dog, wandering outside, or just enjoying the trails by her home. And when she's not in the forest, she's busy with her husband, who is a cancer survivor, and five children, four human, and one uh, dog version. I have two of those, so I can love on that. And she's working on her second cookbook, so she has a lot to share with us. So Andrea, thank you, and welcome for being here today. I, I just blurted out a lot about you, but tell us a little bit more about yourself personally, if you, whatever else comes to mind. Uh, well, thank you. And thank you for having me here yes. today. Um, as you mentioned,
2: I'm a mother of four. I'm now also a grandmother of one. I have a seven month old beautiful granddaughter in Sweden, which is a little too far away. But um, I um, just to for a little bit of relevance, although I've never had cancer myself, I've been surrounded by cancer pretty much my whole life. Well, you
1: can't throw a rock and not hit somebody. Yeah. No, I mean, you know,
2: whether it's lung cancer, where I lost, you know, aunts and uncles when I was young, to my mom having had uterine cancer, um, my my father had at least four different types of cancer before leukemia took him, oh. and then my husband, who's now almost, he's almost at his five-year um, date for his cancer. So it's something that um, surrounds me. Right, a, a lot. Um, and the kind of one of the things that draws me to forest therapy is actually the connection with health. Um, and we'll talk about that a little later. But um, yeah, I mean, i you know, I'm, I'm me and we we'll, well, it'll come out as we talk.
1: Perfect. So I've I've mentioned obviously what you do professionally and what you've done in the past, but what is your day-to-day focus on? Because obviously you've taken so much of your climate research and sustainability practices, and that really blends into, I think, what you're doing now on more of a full-time basis. Can you talk about how this transition happened and what you do with, we'll get into the specifics of forest bathing and the the, the japanese name which i always forget what it is because i confuse it with all these other japanese techniques um so what what would you say you do professionally now
2: so now i am um a certified you know I'm a nature and forest therapy guide that's my business i offer wellness programs to whether it's individuals businesses groups also just just simply nature connection programs and it sounds like an odd transition from you know, being in government and business climate and sustainability to this, but it's I kind of part of, part of me views it as I went from dealing on the macro level, right? At the large level, at the systems level. Now I'm dealing with it at the personal level, right? Creating one-on-one connections between people and nature, because when you have a connection, you care. And when you care, you want to protect. So, um, although it it seems from the outside that I'm doing very different work in my heart, I'm still doing the same work.
1: Well, and I love that because you've taken what you've learned over the years. And like, as you said, you've made it more personal, which, and not that working for governments and big business is not important, but I think it's the personal stuff, which fills our heart for me. I never thought I would be talking about breast cancer and how it's changed my life for the better and it's so personal to me and i'm so passionate about it that it's easy to talk about and in my prior life i was a chief level executive assistant i dealt with boards and and you know fundraising and stock and all this crazy stuff and i'm like it was great but it didn't have anything to do with me like i wasn't able to feel like i was doing anything to help anyone other than make money And now I feel like what I'm doing is so personal and it gives me such a good reason to get out of bed every day.
2: Yep. I absolutely agree. Absolutely. Um, My, when I take people out into the forest um, and see the connections that they make, I feel honored, right? To be there and to watch, um, watch that connection being formed.
1: I love that. So tell us, um if you had if someone had no idea and I've never heard of forest bathing before, how would you describe that? It's
2: so if I want to use my three words, it's a slow, mindful journey, right? Um because it's, it's not people say, Oh, you're taking people on a hike. I'm like, no. no <laughs> we
0: don't necessarily
2: move all that much once we're in the forest. it's it's slow. It's a journey that we're on. And what we do is we spend whatever time we're doing, um, getting out of our heads and into our senses, right, so that we can connect and not just the five senses, we have seven senses, right, you have your five physical senses, and then you have your heart sense, and your imaginal sense. And we, you know, after we're done being kids, we often forget about those two, but sometimes you think about your heart sense, that's also like that gut sense, that intuition sense, right? So, so I offer what I'll call them invitations. Other people might call them exercises or activities. But they're invitations because you can't do them wrong, right? You do them however is right for you. And these invitations are sensory. And they're designed to um, have us not think but to feel.
1: And so much of the time, that's all we're doing. We are so focused on output and production and getting things done. And we don't take the time to sit in ourselves and in our feelings and to see what else we can gather from our senses, because we're so focused on an end game and an output. Right. And i love that this is a process where you can do that and i am not going to lie i'm not good at this if i'm ever outside i have my phone and i'm taking pictures and i'm not focusing on the nature i'm focusing on what i'm doing right right and it's um
2: it's why you need a guide right yes. that's that's actually why you need a guide that says let's turn off our phones and put them away and i'll worry about the time i'll worry about everything else and you just get to be and, um, you know, I've had a lot of people come who say, oh, I do this. I, I forest bathe all the time. And I, you know, inside my head, I'm like, no, going, no, yeah, we'll see. we'll see. And invariably, every single one of them says, wow, I've never experienced connecting with nature this way before. I've never slowed down enough to see the things that I'm seeing today. And they walk away feeling so much better and so much more connected. Um, And it's funny, I just wanna, and we may come back to this later in a little more detail, but just the whole point of how we're always focused on getting things done. The funny thing is, is if you take a short period of time during the day to come connect with nature, you actually become more productive the rest of the day. And we can talk about why later.
1: I'm actually reading another book right now from um, a guest, Dr. Ellen Albertson and it's called rock your midlife and about how so many of us women are going through massive changes in our life at this day and age. And, but one of them she was talking about is getting outside and just being with nature because it does make you more productive because you're letting bad things go and you're relaxing. And when you're in this positive state of energy and relaxation, you can do so much more. Oh yeah. And, um, um, well, since we're going there, I'll. That's
2: okay. We'll, well we're a little just more about. So wander about, around. Remember when you're a kid, you're a kid and you'd want to stare out the window during school? This is totally all related because um, there's a thing called attention restoration theory where we have two pockets, two buckets of attention voluntary attention, which is what you do when you're working, doing school, and involuntary attention, which is the attention you're not really. Aware of when you're looking at clouds or trees. So, as you do your work or go to school or pay attention, that bucket full is empty. But you spend your 20, 30 minutes, oh, just looking at the trees, looking out at the clouds, and whoa, look what happens. That fills back up and you're able to concentrate again. So, you know, I I would love to work with teachers to say, okay, we need not just mindfulness breaks for the kids. We need these nature
1: breaks to give them
2: their attention, this ability to restore itself. My
1: son, actually, we went to a cooperative uh, preschool and a huge part of the day was spent outside, whether um, with tactile things or finding just trees and rocks and feathers and leaves to to build with and create with. And I definitely appreciated that. Not so much when it was pouring rain, but we made it
2: through. <laughs> well, just think, this is what I do with adults, right? Yes. Just the same benefit that uh-huh. the kids get. Adults, it's even more. Like to play, to play in nature
1: and just go make make some artwork with leaves. Well, because we don't give ourselves permission to do that. And I was thinking about how you were talking about guiding people on through these experiences. We are, as a a person who'd be on your walk, we're relinquishing control. And that's hard to do. Like, I'm a very, like, I'm a control freak. I need to be in charge of everything that's going on. But there are definitely times I need someone to take control so I can just let go. And I don't do that enough. So my training as a
2: guide is to create that safe space in order for, um, my participants to do that, right? Cause you're not gonna relinquish control unless you feel totally safe, mm-hmm. right? And so I, and you're not going to be able to feel your emotions unless I create this safe space. So it, it's, um, it's very much creating a safe space because we, say, you know, we call it forest therapy, but I'm not the therapist. The forest is actually the therapist. I'm just creating the safe space for that to happen.
1: So when and where did forest therapy get started? I know, I mean, we've always had forest and we've always needed therapy, but how, how did it really come together to be this practice? Well, back in the eighties, um, there was a health
2: epidemic in Japan uh, as, as you know, after the 40 years of urbanization after World War II, and people were spending their time indoors in offices and manufacturing instead of outdoors, which was most of their economy prior to that. Um, and the government found people were getting sick. And so they started doing research and found that um, chemicals that the trees emit, um, phytoncides, in order for them to fight off fungus and disease. Well, since humans evolved living among, you know, near trees, we created this great response to these chemicals. Um, And here's our cancer connection. Um, Our reaction to phytoncides is to generate NK cells which are natural killer cells. And recent research has shown that these natural killer cells are actually, they roam the body looking for stressed out cells to destroy. And recent research has shown that they're destroying precancerous cells.
1: Okay. I've never heard of NK cells. So that is like, I love it when I actually learn something completely new from my guests. Well, I used to laugh because there was a a natural killer cells.
2: I'm like, okay, this is not real. That sounds like the very CDC website. <laughs> yeah. If you go on the CDC website, NK cells or natural killer cells, um, they're, they're a real fide thing. Um, so not like just being in the forest is going to make us all cancer free. Right. But it helps boost our immune systems. Okay. It also, the other thing it does is it reduces our cortisol levels. Um, so that we have less stress in our bodies our blood pressure is down heart rates down so um so this is the research that came out of japan so japan then created as the japanese often do with like tea ceremonies a very structured process of forest bathing called shinyan loku and
1: Thank you. that was the word i could not remember i always confuse it with the the process of the broken pottery that's put back right. together with the gold because right. both of these things are in my head and it's my memory is just crap so
2: <laughs> oh, that's that's fine um so Shin, it, it the literal translation of shinlun yoku is forest bathing because you're bathing in these chemicals in the fighting and sides and um and this is the fun word to say fighting sides but um the way the Association of Nature and Forest Therapy Guides, which um, I'm trained under, has kind of taken the concepts and the essence of Japanese forest bathing, um, which is the connection, the slowing down, getting out of our heads into our senses and taking full advantage of these benefits that we get from when we're connected to nature, both health, mental health, uh, physical health, creativity wise, Um, and we have a, we have a structured process that we take people through that's been proven over the last 10 years, um, to have, have benefits.
1: Okay. Well, that seems like a good place to take a quick break. And then once we come back, we'll get into this process and so much more about that. So listeners, if you would like to, help Breast Friends on its mission to ensure that women do not go through cancer alone. You can donate on our website. There's a big button or you can text BF Radio to 41444. And if you or a loved one need our services, please go to breastfriends.org and check out the patient programs to see what we can do for you. Stay with us. We'll be back in a minute.
0: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Thank you for listening today. Breast Friends needs your support. We rely on donations to continue our mission that no woman goes through cancer alone and to keep the show going. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can text BF Radio to 41444. Or visit us at BreastFriends.org to donate. You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon. Or follow us on Instagram at BreastFriendsPDX. Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern Time for Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are tuned in to Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. To reach the program today, please call us at 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Michelle Back at breastfriends.org. Now, back to the show.
1: So, welcome back to the program. I'm Michelle Beck and my guest is Andrea Kreiner, certified nature and forest therapy guide, and we are talking about the health and emotional benefits of forest therapy and how it kind of relates to a cancer healing experience and all of the amazing things about it. So, Andrea, can you walk me through a typical experience? You mentioned that during break that or before break that you have some very specific steps that go with this can you talk about that?
2: Yeah, sure. The um, every walk starts with first, you know, an introduction and background and all of that, and an introduction also to where we are, right, to kind of that, that, you know, how you introduce someone to a person, right, so I'll introduce someone to, to our surroundings, and then we spend a good bit of time focusing on becoming present. So this is the mo- the thing that will seem the most familiar to people. It kind of seems like a guided meditation, and in some ways it is. And what we'll do is we'll walk through all of those seven senses, right? That we've we've talked about: um, sight, hearing, taste, um, feeling, smell, heart, and imaginal.
1: Now, when you bring up the heart and the imaginable, do people
2: go, huh? (laughs) Well, because I don't say, oh, we're going to use our heart sense now. But it may be now that we've been, you know, usually it'll be, you know, 10 minutes after we've been sitting there and smelling and listening. I'll say, you know, feel that you have roots growing out from wherever you're in contact with the ground. Feel that you have roots growing out and they're going to be going and they're going to be extending. And in your mind's eye, follow them. And I wonder what they're going to encounter. And,
1: um, it's really interesting. People love that part. It makes me think of tree pose and yoga because they're like, put your, you know, root your feet into the ground. So I feel like so many of, so many of the, I, I would say Eastern medicine practices are so connected.
2: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, and it's very funny because I once was guiding a seven year old and I'm like telling him about the roots and all of a sudden his hands fly out and he goes, Not only do I have roots, I have branches. <laughs> I mean, it was it was just a wonderful moment, one of my favorite moments. I said, yeah, he gets it. <laughs> the kid totally gets it. He's the tree. And um so once people have gotten connected, after each of these invitations that I do with folks, we do a gathering. And this is kind of, this is where we go from it being a personal experience to a community experience and where you get to be heard and held by others. Because what we do in a gathering is I'll give a prompt and the prompt is typically, what are you noticing? And people can respond however they want from silence to song and dance. Um, And everyone else's job is to just listen. So if someone's crying, because they're having a very emotional response no one's to go over and hug them and say it's all okay it's it's we're going to create this safe space for them to feel that emotion um
1: sorry i would struggle with that and i i know myself i'm i'm an interrupter and I'm a comforter, like I'm an Enneagram too. Like, I like, I want to take care of all the people and help everyone. So that would really be hard for me to just let go and and just be, like it's something I know I need to work on.
2: Yeah, it um, it's an interesting thing. I mean, that, that was the um, toughest part of my training, right? Um, and the first time I had a person, it was a one-on-one and she was sobbing uncontrollably because, and for the reason was she was feeling connected for the first time in years because of COVID. And it was just all, so all of her emotions were coming up. And I literally stood there hearing my trainers in my ear going, let her feel the feeling. She, is, she needs to feel the feeling. And um, when you realize that by saying, oh, it's okay, you're actually taking away their ability to feel the feeling. And part of being in the forest is the forest creates a very safe place for us to feel whatever we're feeling because trees just accept, right? The tree's not going to sit there and say, oh, poor dear." right? The tree's <laughs> going to say, hey, I've been here for hundreds of years. I've seen it all and I'm thriving, right? You can thrive too. I mean, it's really a great they're they're um, they're good empathizers. So let's put it that way, and um, and perspective givers. But so we'll do that, and then um, to really then now that I've gotten people connected to where they are, I want to slow them down, and we will do a very slow, painfully slow <laughs> wander, noticing, focusing totally on noticing what's in motion. And what's funny is I really don't need to make a big point of it being slow because everyone realizes as you're doing it that the slower you go the more motion you see. That so when we're hiking through the forest
1: or walking through the forest, we're missing so much because we're the fastest thing that's going through there at that time unless you got a bird flying by, but it's it's I feel like it's somewhat inverse. Like the slower we go, like, well, you said, the slower you go, the more that you see. But if you're going fast, you're going to miss it all. Right, right. So even when
2: like the air seems incredibly still, I call it the dance of the ferns, which we're very lucky to have in Oregon, right? The ferns will just be going like this. And if you're not relatively still, you're not going to see that dance of the ferns. And um, so then after that, so every walk starts. With that process, right? Of really slowing people, getting people connected, slowing them down. And then I usually spend some time in the forest before the walk to see what is it offering today, right? Is it light? Is it water? Is it textures? You know, what's what are those seeds that it's it's um putting out there for me to grab to help people connect? So we might do something like spend time wandering, exploring textures. Um, We might um, view the forest as a treasure chest and look for treasures. Uh, We might spend time getting to know a member of the more than human world, right? Or might just do a sit spot next to a tree. What's that? A sit spot, you know, like uh, just being, just being, just just sit and be. So if you wanted to meditate, you can meditate. Um, I did take, I took a group of um, cancer, breast cancer survivors out, breast friends, Mm -hmm. out um and yeah so that time you know people it's your time to just be and connect and exist and um everyone hits an edge especially during that like during these silences or quiet times because as you mentioned we're used to doing doing, being doing got to be thinking got to be doing and um once we push through that edge oh, you could do that sit spot for a really long time. I remember my first my first 15 minute sit spot was so hard to do. Now I'm like, oh, I'll sit there for 30 minutes or more. Right, and so I'm aware of, you know, I'm not gonna make people sit there for 30 minutes or more. But um, knowing that if I get people through that edge, that's where, you know, the real breakthroughs happen. Um, and so we'll do all these variety of invitations so so anywhere between one and three of them um and if i have a couple like i love taking couples out together because i can have invitations designed to um have them connect with nature and connect with each other so they'll i'll have them be trees together facing each other um Mm -hmm. and um it's really sweet to see couples that walk into the forest. Side by side, walk out of the forest holding hands, and um, and then we always finish with a nature tea, so a tea that I'll brew um, while we're doing while we're doing the walk, uh, made from some things that have been harvested from nature, usually Douglas fir tips or some fireweed or rose hips.
1: And how long does an average walk last? Um, a typical public walk will be two, two and a half hours,
2: depending upon the number of people, right? And because is it, is those it, gatherings take longer time, the more people you have.
1: Do you find people get more benefit from a smaller group um, or individually or a larger group, or is it just a different dynamic? It's different dynamics. Um, it,
2: it, yeah, it's it's a different dynamic either way. Um, private walks are amazing. Um, but then there are also people who really benefit from groups, like, uh, groups that know each other Mm -hmm. is, is a fantastic way to go. Like it's a wonderful team building. It's a wonderful. I was going to
1: ask about that because that's something that your website mentions is team building. Now, typically when I think of team building, I think of like an obstacle course and trust falls and all these different things where your activity and the experience that you're providing is very different. How does that foster team connections?
2: Um, Well, part of it is that gatherings where you're listening to each other and being accepted by each other, but also the, I'm going to use the word transformative, but that seems like a very big word, but the experience that people have in the forest, the newness, the awe, right? Group experience of awe is very connecting. it's a very helpful thing so when you have especially if you have a team that's done things the same way and you need them to shift because doing this um helps people break out of paradigms it it increases creativity so when you bring a team out there to do this and then bring them back to their task and challenge them to come up with something a new way
1: they're all going to be you know coming at it with fresh eyes
2: And fresh perspectives
1: completely makes sense. And I know you mentioned before that there has been research and studies showing these benefits. Like who actually has decided, like, I'm going to do this research and and publish this because it it seems a little out of the norm. And obviously, it's only been around for like 40 years. And a lot of times studies and research takes a long time. But what's out there?
2: Uh, There is a lot of research out there. Most of it starting in Asia because this is where, where this started. So there's a lot of research there and then moving into Europe. I actually did a 40 minute, um, Instagram live on all of the research. Okay. So, um, but it is researchers that in psychology, biology, looking at seniors, looking at, um, a lot of the initial research was done on working age males. Right. Um, because that was where they were seeing the diseases Mm -hmm. and um then it's it's moved to what is the benefit for patients recovering from cardiac issues so there have been a lot of specific pockets so as Mm -hmm. as the nature connection right awareness has has come on like i don't know if you're aware now of nature prescriptions the doctors are giving no they um it's uh Doctors are now in um, in Europe, in Canada and some in the U.S. Now, actually, Kaiser has just talked about this doing prescriptions for time outdoors to deal with anxiety.
1: That would be much better than the daily pill that I take. That's right. (laughs) I got a lot going on. I need those pills. But if assuming I could find more time to spend outside, I might not need them as much. But very honestly, so one of the things that I want to offer to
2: businesses is a 20-minute. Just that first thing that I do with folks, that walking through all your senses, doing that, you know, whether it's outdoors or I, when I work with nursing homes, I bring nature in, Um, doing, doing that gives you a lot of the benefit. It doesn't give you the time exposure to the fighting sides, but it gives you a lot of the mental health benefits.
1: Now, if someone wants to try this on their own, do they need to have a guide? I imagine it's more helpful because most of us would have no idea what we're doing. It, you need,
2: I, I'd say you need a guide because what I do is I take care of the time, right? If you're doing it by yourself, you're going to be like checking your time. What does that do that puts you back in your head, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I, I like to be guided, I don't go far space by myself. The only thing I'll do by myself is I'll do a sit spot okay. by myself. Um, but for everything else, yeah, I need a guide myself to so that I can let go and fully immerse. Like for example, we, 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 what we say is we bring people into a state of liminality, which is where you're existing in that space between the natural world and the human world. So that's where I'm holding you safe. Right. So that you can be there. Um, I, as a guide, have one foot in, one foot out. Right. If you're doing it yourself, you've got one foot in, one foot out. You're not getting the full benefits.
1: Now, is there so we're in the Pacific Northwest. I imagine you're not the only guide. Do you. So is there associations of forest therapy practitioners? Um, Like if someone was across the country, how do you how do you find someone who does this to become your guide? The
2: Association of Nature and Forest Therapy Guides and Programs. Oh, look at that. Um, is where we're all registered. Um, together, we're all certified through them. And they they used to have, it was really great on their website, a map function where you could go. And this is around the world, too. Um, you could go point to an area. Now, that function wasn't working very well. So now it's, it's a, you can search, you know, the... Mm-hmm the table by location
1: well that's perfect we are going to take another break but when we come back we are going to dig more into this and talk about what it does to help heal various trauma cancer and things like that so listeners please stay with us if you would like to reach out i can be found at Michelle Beck at breastfriends.org and if you would like to send me your warrior story or be a guest you can email me there so stay with us we'll be back in a minute
0: Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Thank you for listening today. Breast Friends needs your support. We rely on donations to continue our mission that no woman goes through cancer alone and to keep the show going. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can text BF radio to41444 or visit us at breastfriends.org to donate. You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon or follow us on Instagram at BreastFriendsPDX. Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern Time for Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are tuned in to Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. To reach the program today, please call us at 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Michelle Beck at breastfriends.org. Now, back to the show.
1: Thanks for staying with us. I'm Michelle Beck. My guest is Andrea Kreiner, certified nature and forest therapy guide, and we are talking about all of the health, physical, emotional benefits of forest therapy. So, Andrea, before break, we you had mentioned the that on one of the walks you had a 7-year-old who became a tree with branches. Um is it n- no, I was not going to say. Well, I was going to say normal, but I'm going to take that back. Is I imagine children being included on walks give a different vibe because they have such a different energy. What is that like for you as a guide?
2: We, I, I separate them.
1: You know, I um,
2: my typical walks are for adults. Okay. Um, I do family walks for people who want to bring their little ones because it's a it's it's a totally different experience. Um, and I'll also do walks for, like, adolescents by themselves or, you know, for age groups by themselves as well, kids by themselves with just some adult supervision. Um, and what, yeah, so the way we describe it, what I'm doing, the role of a guide in, in, in um, Nature and Forest Therapy is to open the door. Right for people to make that connection. Well, when you've got kids, you're going to open the door and follow them through it. Because wherever <laughs> you know, I had um, one of one of the invitations I like to do with kids is wander around. You know this this forest area and where figure out where you would want your bedroom to be. Right, where do you feel safe? Well, this one family I took out the 7-year-old the same 7-year-old um somehow morphed that into we were being chased by a bear and we needed to hide <laughs> of course because it's always about right. hiding and seeking and yes <laughs> that's right you know so and and it was hysterical to watch his grandmother up a tree <laughs> Right, so it ends up becoming more about the child, like the, the adults get nature connection, but they're more focused
1: on, you know. The connection for their children.
2: Right, but what I'll do is I'll design, design invitations that work both ways. So for example, we spent, and this shocked me because it was uh, another one where it was like a seven and a three-year-old were the kids. And we went out and we collected textures We blindfolded the adults and we brought the textures back and then the adults had to. So now they're using their tactile sense and their smell to figure out what this was that they, you know, what were the things that they were doing. And then we reversed and the kids got blindfolded. So parents are still getting, they're not getting into liminality like I do when I have adults. But they're getting the nature connection and that tactile and getting out of their heads and into their senses
1: so you have mentioned this before define liminality for me please liminality is in between okay right
2: so we have what we call the natural world and then there's the human world um and the human world is all of our stories and our work and our all of that and so my goal my only goal during during walks is to create a safe place where the participants aren't going to become part of the natural world, but they're going to enter a place in between, right? It's kind of like that meditative when you get into a nice meditative space in a very present space.
1: Um, so liminality is that place in between the two worlds. Got it. Now you had mentioned the grandma being up a tree, which just still like evokes such funny visions for me. But I know by looking at your website, you've also done Forest Therapy for Nursing Homes, so that, that kind of that grandma nursing home transition. Um, what What is that like? Because quite often I imagine seniors who are in these homes don't get out and appreciate nature like they should. Right. It's
2: um, probably one of my favorite things that I do. I bring nature in. So in nice weather, you know, we've got like four months where I can bring them outside. And we've got people who have... Um, memory issues, right? So we're out in like nursing home, like mm-hmm. there's senior living, there's assisted living, there's nursing home. I, I do all of them, but okay. let's, we'll focus on the nursing home right now. Um, what I bring in is I have a variety of essential oils that I'll put on cotton balls, So now we can bring the smell. I had one gentleman one time sit there and identify the specific tree.
1: That's amazing.
2: It was, it was absolutely phenomenal. I'm, I'm getting convinced that your sense of smell gets better as you get older, because this is what oh. I'm experiencing with, with these, with all of the residents I deal with is they're smelling stuff that I'm not smelling.
1: Well, and but I think like- too, our smell is so evocative of memories right. and it can bring back other things. Like This is my big smell association. My grandmother used to wear a perfume by Clinique and she has since passed. And I will walk by someone who wears it and I'm immediately brought back to my grandmother. But I imagine the same thing is the same with nature. Like you, you smell the pine and the... The, the earth and it just can bring you back to times, but remembering those is uh, unreal. I applaud that gentleman. It's well, it's uh, you hit the nail on the head, right? Whether it's the
2: sense of smell, the hearing, I'll bring in nature sounds. Um, but what they really love is the tactile, mm-hmm. right? So I'll bring in various, we have, I'll, I'll do like a theme each month just to whatever, whatever theme I'm bringing in. So whether it's pine cones or sand dollars or river rocks or this, the feeling, all of these things evoke emotion, uh, evoke memories. And so what we do is after we do the physical sensory, um, invitation that we're going to do, and that might be having a cup of water and plunking, plunking, you know, the rock Mm -hmm. into the water and that wonderful sound that that makes. Mm -hmm. Um, well, do, it. do you remember, can you remember some time in your life when you know you heard that sound or when you were at a beach? And it's like magic happens, right? Some people are like, no. And then others, I had one gentleman who had barely spoken and he just looked at me with a smile on his face and he said, I can feel the sand between my toes.
1: No. And that is just the most gratifying knowing that reinforcement that what you're doing is so important.
2: Yeah. That, well, when they're not falling asleep on me, (laughs) I mean, so you have, it's, it's, it's very funny. I get very stressed before I go because I know, you know, when I do forest therapy in the, in the forest, when I guide, I set you off to do things and then I can be like quiet for a little while. Um, I'm on the whole time that i'm there because it's you know when if i'm doing it um the gathering of, of like you know what do you notice about this i it's i'm not standing back and they're going around the thing i have to go to each one and get you know eye contact attention uh bring them into the here and now and um yeah it's so it's but every I'm, I don't know, I'm still, I've been doing this for like eight months with a nursing home and I'm still surprised every time I come home, I'm Going, oh, it was so great. <laughs> like, so-and-so did this and it's always somebody different. So mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty
1: wonderful. Now you had spoken earlier, you took out a group from Breast Friends who are all breast cancer survivors. What is the, what are, sorry, the the question is roaming around in my head. The benefits for someone who is healing from a cancer journey what does the forest therapy provide for them?
2: It's, oh gosh, what doesn't? I mean, like it does for everyone else, right? It's that relaxation, the sense of connection. So when you're healing, um, and this is definitely, I think even more true for women than for men, when you're healing, that connection with the mother earth is very strong, you know, and we look, there um, is um Ramdas as a great, a great poem and quote. Like when we look at a tree, and a tree is all crooked and gnarled and you know not perfect, we don't sit there and say, oh, that poor tree. We just accept that that's the way it came through life. Right? And this is, you know, this is what you get that acceptance from nature, right? You, you just, you somehow remember that when you're connecting to nature, that we're all the way we're meant to be. So, um, another example is I met a 575 year old tree when I was 57 and a half. I love
1: that you met a
2: tree. (laughs) I met a tree. And, um, it was funny because my 13 year old said, so mom, go talk to the tree. And I'm like, it doesn't work that way, sweetie. So the next morning I left him at our campsite and I went and talked to the tree. But um, <laughs> I was sitting with this tree. So this tree is 575 years old, 10 times my age. It lost its top in the 1960s in a storm. Yet this tree was thriving. It saw its whole family cut down. Mm. And yet this tree was thriving. And it was just having that time perspective that whether it's just these are the realizations I'm having because I'm sitting next to the tree or whether the tree is actually telling me this stuff, you know, take it whichever way you want. But that time perspective of you can handle whatever life throws at you and not only survive but thrive was such a strong message to me. And so when we invariably people that I bring out that are like, oh, I can't believe she's going to make me talk to a tree, right? All come back going, I now have a new friend. Like it's, I have yet to have this fail, right? People never come back going, oh, that was really a stupid thing to do. They all come <laughs> back going, this is amazing. I have to come back and visit my my tree, my grass. My I, people hang out with with grass, uh, with mushrooms, with. You know, logs that were decomposing and promoting new growth, and everybody kind of walks away with some learning and message from this. So it, it's, I almost want to say it's like going to group therapy.
1: Group therapy with the Ents from Lord of the Rings. That's right, I, I right, keep thinking basically. the whole time, and I was like, I want to make friends with a tree, and they could be my my very own Ent. And <laughs> it's, I mean, but that. I you know, I do do that. I I
2: totally think of the trees as ends now. and mm-hmm. you know, and it's just that time perspective, that really long time perspective really is very helpful.
1: I love that. And it made me think of something that I experienced um, earlier this year, I was in California on a walk down by my parents' house, and it happened to be the five year anniversary of my bilateral mastectomy. And I saw a tree. And they live in a, a, you know, suburban neighborhood housing, just housing track. And there was this tree that had been many branches had been cut off and it was surrounded by electrical lines, but it was still beautiful. And it was not in any way, shape or form what you would normally think a beautiful tree looks like. But just it struck me in that moment. I was like, I'm like this tree because I've had parts cut off and taken away but I'm still thriving and I'm still beautiful and I can still serve my purpose. And I said, I came home right away and I wrote about it because it affected me so much. And just having that, those few moments where I was connected with that tree was something I really hadn't experienced before. So that was pretty amazing for me.
2: Right. So now you see exactly why it's beneficial for cancer survivors. I, I answered my own
1: question. <laughs> you, answered, you answered
2: your own question. Um, but it's also in that what's really nice was having the group doing it together, mm-hmm. right? Because they all had this joint experience.
1: And I'm sure that, well, the joint experience is like, it's like sharing trauma. It, right. You can, the more you share, I feel like it, it, it lessens it. Um, I, I, the visual for me is like, it, you know, just keeps getting smaller and smaller because you're spreading it out among others. Right. That's why it's so important. What we talk about all the time is finding others who get it, who understand who see you and feel you because they've had similar experiences. Right. And
2: it's, and it's also like, so a lot of the, a lot of the cancer survivors were telling me that, you know, they practice mindfulness and they said, even that first thing that we go through this, this, We actually term it pleasures of presence, right? And they said it was different than their mindfulness practice. They said it was very reminiscent of it, but they really liked it. Like they really were like this this connection to specifically the senses um, just brought them joy.
1: On your website, there's something, there's an audio clip, which is bringing in your your sound sense. You're not in nature. You're wherever you are listening to it. And it's called 10 Seconds of Peacefulness. What is that about? That actually started
2: um, a few years ago. And I, I thank you for reminding me that I need to update it. <laughs> and if you couldn't see the video, I means I need to fix it because there's a video that goes with it. Um,
1: I looked at it a while ago, so I can't remember.
2: <laughs> right. So I, need, I do need to update because I haven't updated in a few months. Uh, when I go for hikes with my husband and son, I'll get to this point and I'll just be like, I need to do these. Ten, I do 10 second video clips of just 10 seconds of peaceful. And I was posting them on Facebook and my family and friends were like, we love these. And so I said, you know what? That belongs on my website. So when I think about it, I update it. Um, and uh, I think I actually did recently just take a 10 second of peaceful, um, peacefulness. And um, and it's funny, because I'm usually out with my husband and my son who are very goofy when I do these things. And if we're doing it, it's usually around water, right? If you're hearing the water flowing, they're always like, oh, it makes me feel like I have to pee. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, you <laughs> said that at nine seconds. I now have to do it again.
1: I I have a fountain in my backyard. When we redid our backyard a few years ago, that was my one thing. I'm like, I need water noise. Yep. And it's just a bubbler. But even, well, not quite now because it's 30 degrees outside in the mornings. But even through the fall, I would sit and have my coffee outside in the morning because I just loved that, the relaxation of the bubbling and then the, the movement of the water. It's so relaxing for me. I'll actually make the connection now to what doing...
2: so. I don't guide as much through the winter here in Portland, but I do still guide. We do. They're shorter because it's cold out. Um, It's actually so much fun in the rain. Mm -hmm. Because as long as we dress warm and have all of our waterproof stuff on, the sound of the water, the sound of the rain. In fact, the other Sunday, I spent some time. I was being guided virtually. um, And... I spent some time lying on the forest floor. The rain had just stopped, so the drips were still coming down off the tree. And I'm just lying down watching the drips come at me from up on top of the Douglas firs was amazing. It was just such a magical experience, just to, you know, just watching that water.
1: Mm-hmm. Which we don't we don't normally take the time to do that. And I, I want to go do that right now. Because <laughs> that sounds amazing. But gosh, Andrea, we are almost out of time can you tell our listeners and watchers where they can find you and all of your information?
2: Sure. Um, my website is Red Cedar Forest Therapy. So it's Red R E D C E D A R F O R E S T, T H E R A P Y dot com. Or you can find me on Instagram and it's red underscore cedar underscore F-T. Um, also, if you just Google my name, typically uh that the website will come up.
1: Well, thank you so much Andrea. This has been so enlightening for me and it even though it's freezing and coming into winter right now, I just want to go outside and go do just go be, which we can all benefit from, but whoop. And definitely would definitely listeners please go find Andrea or if you're not here locally, other forest therapy Train um, forest therapists. That's the words. Therapy guides, guys. therapy guide. Thank you, because um, it can only benefit you no matter what you are going through in life. So, Andrea, again, thank you for being here today. It has been wonderful. Thank you for having me. This has been great, and a happy holiday season to everyone. Definitely. So, listeners, if you or a loved one need our services, please go to breastfriends.org and check out patient programs. You can make a donation on our website. There's a big button, or by texting BF Radio to four You can find our show on the Voice America Health and Wellness channel or search Breast Friends wherever you find your podcasts. And you can also watch the episodes on the Breast Friends YouTube channel. If you need to reach out to me, I'm Michelle Beck at breastfriends.org. We'll be back next week. And until then, remember, we rise by lifting each other.
0: Thank you for listening to Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. Please join Michelle Beck again next Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We rise by lifting each other.